Gotta get my self close up to this microphone. Uh, how does this sound? Hopefully it sounds the same as it has been sounding because that sounded pretty good. One, two, three, go! Welcome to my podcast. I'll do my best to keep it fast. It's about trying stuff online and what I'm learning all the time. This week is all about making this podcast and some picture taking. How I'm a fry sauce connoisseur and I'm insecure. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Trying. If you're new to the podcast, as we all are, because it, I just started it, it's brand new. Trying is a weekly behind the scenes look of everything that I learn while trying to do this social media thing. So welcome to episode three. The first two episodes I thought were really fun, and I guess I'm going to keep going. So let's get into it. This week on Trying, I want to talk about what I'm doing right now, which is talking into a microphone and broadcasting it across the universe on a podcast. I want to talk about starting a podcast and this whole process because I've learned so much and as always, I want to encourage other people to try things as well. So I figure all this new knowledge that I've gained about how to make a podcast, I want to share with you guys in case you want to try making a podcast, which I highly encourage you to try. So far, it's really fun. Go go do it. But after you listen to the podcast, because I'm going to give you some, some insights on what I've learned so far. And I'm sure I will continue to just learn more and more and more which is really exciting. That's the whole point of trying new things, is to get that excitement from learning. I love it. Before I dive into that podcast pool, I want to take a second and thank all of the members of my Patreon, the people in the Otter Club. Thank you so much for showing me continued support every single month. A special thanks to my legendary otters at the moment. That is Steven, Doug, and Wurzel. I think that's how you say it. Wurzel. I'll double check with him later. I should have done that before I started. Thank you guys for being legendary. I really appreciate it. If anyone wants to join the Otter Club, it really helps me out and it helps me keep continuing to make this content for everybody. You can do that at patreon.com slash taylortries. And that's it. Let's get into starting a podcast. Yeah. Ugh. Sometimes I get mad at my brain for deciding that it wants to do things randomly. Starting a podcast being one of those things. Logically, I, I really shouldn't have started a podcast. I already have a lot on my plate. I'm trying to do a lot of things at once. But I really, really wanted to have a platform to share all of my extra thoughts. And that's why we're here. And so far, I actually really enjoy it. And I'll touch on that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, starting a podcast, where that came from. I've never been somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts. I listen to one and it's called Reply All. It's, it's the best and I love it. And I check it every single week. But for the most part, I have a really hard time multitasking with audio. So I can't be listening to anything if I'm doing something else like work related. And that's especially true if there are words or dialogue. So sometimes I can listen to instrumental music, sometimes, but for the most part, if I'm focusing and concentrating, I really want it to be quiet. The only time I listen to stuff is pretty much in my car. And even then, I would prefer just to kind of relax and listen to really good music and daydream and not necessarily listen to people talk about stuff. That being said, I'm glad that you're somebody who wants to listen to people talk about stuff because that's, that's what I'm doing. So thanks for listening to me talk about stuff. Yeah, I'm not somebody who listens to podcasts very much. So I came into this whole thing very new. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sure that is clear. And in case it wasn't, let me, let me reiterate. I don't know what I'm doing. 
And the entire catalyst that even got me thinking about making a podcast was that I got to be on somebody else's podcast. It's called Drop Everything with Dan Holzman, and that is on the IJA, the International Jugglers Association's eJuggle website. Earlier I said I only listened to one podcast. Uh, I take that back because I do listen to Drop Everything. It's really good. It's about juggling, so you know it's great. And Dan asked me if I would be on the podcast. I said, sure, of course. I love supporting the IJA. Dan's been a friend for a while, and I love talking and sharing all the things that I think about. And it was really an enjoyable experience when we did it. And when I was listening to it back, I realized that I didn't absolutely hate listening to myself talk. I was really expecting to cringe when I heard myself. I was really surprised that I didn't. I actually really enjoyed being able to listen to my articulated thoughts that I think about all the time. And so I thought, wow, that was really easy. Like, all we did was just talk and now it's a thing on the internet for everyone to listen to. So it really inspired me and it got me thinking that I should do that because I, I do have a lot of things that I want to talk about. I have a lot of messages that I want to get out there that don't really have a speaker box on my other platforms. So that was why I decided to start a podcast. All thanks to Drop Everything with Dan Holzman. So thank you, Dan. If anyone wants to check out that podcast, you can get it wherever you get podcasts or you can get it on the IJA's website at juggle.org. Go check it out. I have an episode, and you should listen to that one too if you just want to listen to my voice more. That's always good. So the biggest thing that I've honestly struggled with so far with starting the podcast was the self-doubt of whether or not anyone even wanted to listen to what I was saying. I have that issue all the time. In general, I actually kind of tend to be a really introverted person. I naturally get very self-conscious. I get nervous in front of people. When it came to making stuff on camera, I've gotten a lot better at it because I've been doing it for a decade. So I don't really get nervous in front of a camera anymore. But this idea of like speaking very candidly about things is definitely intimidating to me. And I think that was the biggest hurdle for me to even get started was just deciding I have to let that go. I have to at least try. And if people hate it or they make fun of me or they think my voice is weird or they think I'm stupid or I sound uneducated, whatever, like all those thoughts that come trickling into your brain when you're afraid to do something, I had to just let it go. I don't know if anyone else has those similar thoughts when they want to create something, but I think it's the hardest step is taking that first one, getting past yourself. For me, it's been extra prevalent with making a podcast because I think because it's so vulnerable. But that's also kind of my point, right? I want this to be vulnerable. I want you to get a pure look at what I'm feeling and what I'm struggling with with all the social media stuff. That's the whole point. I don't want it to be super polished. Like, I want it to sound good, sure, but I don't want it to feel like some filtered version of what I want reality to be. I want it to be real. I want it to be transparent. So once I got past myself and telling myself that I shouldn't do this, despite really wanting to, the next step in starting a podcast was gathering the equipment. And really, all it takes is a microphone. For me, I already have a microphone, which is great. I've had it for a while, actually, about 10 years. A really great friend of mine gifted it to me back when I was getting into film and everything, and I've honestly never used it since. It's a nice microphone, and it's just been sitting here, and I'm so happy to finally give it a purpose, a meaning in life. The microphone that I'm using is a Yeti Blue microphone, and I was really surprised, actually, when I looked up like the best podcasting microphones, just because it's important to do your research and check. When I looked them up, 
my microphone was on there. This microphone from like 10 years ago is still on this list of best podcast microphones. Now, I don't know if like somehow it's been updated since then. I'm sure that the Blue Yeti that I have is different than the Blue Yetis that they're selling currently on Amazon, but it looks the same. All the controls are the same. I don't know. I think maybe Yeti just figured it out a long time ago and they've just been sitting back ever since with their lounge chair just going, yeah, we nailed it. We're good. Just keep selling it. So I was so lucky and so happy that this was the microphone I had. That being said, if you want to get into podcasts and you don't already have a Blue Yeti, they're actually not terribly expensive. And there's also a lot of other affordable options that you can look into as well. So having a microphone, I then did a little bit more research. Again, research is important when you're trying something new. I can't stress that enough. I did some research and I found a couple major problems that people usually have. The first being that people tend to get this like popping noise when they're up close to a microphone. And luckily the fix for that is really easy. There's a pop filter, which is just this little sort of like circle with a pantyhose over it. And it goes between your mouth and the microphone. And it apparently prevents that sound. <laughs> I guess, I don't know anything about sound, but this is what people recommended. And luckily pop filters are really affordable. So I got one of those, of course. So the next common problem that people warned against is that you're gonna get ambient noise and echoes from whatever environment you're in. If you watch my stuff, you know that I like things to feel professional. That's important to me. But I'm also pretty budget friendly and I always try to do that with money in mind. So with my budget mind, I was looking for ways to limit my ambient noise, but also not spend a lot of money. And I actually found a really great resource where somebody suggested that you buy foam and you put it in one of those little cubby boxes, which I have a lot of because I have a lot of stuff. And then you stick your microphone inside of it and you record into that. And apparently that's supposed to kind of absorb all the sounds of the echoes in your room and whatever noisy crap you might have. I made one of those. It took me like 30 seconds. Uh, it looks really silly. I'm now talking to a greenish box with blue foam in it and luckily nobody is here to witness it. Interestingly, I've never actually tested the microphone with this podcast setup without the box. I'm not actually sure if it makes any difference at all in my room. And I'm curious, I, I kinda wanna do a test. I think I'm gonna do a test right now. I'm gonna say something with it in the setup that I have, this super dorky looking setup, and then I'm gonna take it out and I'm gonna say the exact same thing, and we're gonna see if it sounds at all different. First, we're in the box. Lemon is the best dog in the entire world. And this is without the box. Lemon is the best dog in the entire world. All right, we are back in the box. Listening to those two samples back, I don't hear a huge difference, honestly. And I'm sure if you maybe analyzed it, you'd be able to tell that there's a little bit more ambient echo coming back. So that experiment being said, I'm not sure it's entirely necessary that I'm talking into a little box right now, but I do think it helped maybe a little bit. So I'm probably gonna keep doing it. But it appears that if you wanted to do this without this whole little setup and just use a microphone that's pretty good, you'd probably have some pretty good success with it. If you want to link to the microphone that I'm using and the pop filter, in fact, all of the equipment that I use for everything, my juggling equipment, my video equipment, and now my podcast equipment, you can head over to kit.com slash Taylor Tries. That's K-I-T dot com slash Taylor Tries. And all my stuff is on there. I'll also include a link to the little box setup tutorial that I found in case you wanted to try doing a similar setup. So that's all the physical equipment that I needed to get ready for this podcast. The last thing I needed was 
something to record it into, a, a piece of software. Being somebody who makes content a lot, I have a subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud. So I have Adobe Premiere, Photoshop. Included in that is Adobe Audition, which I've never used before. Well, up until the first episode of this podcast. I opened it up and it's really intimidating. I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew I could figure it out. I found where the record button was and then push record and, you know, I actually made it work. There's also some really helpful filters and stuff in there that I was able to put on there. And mostly there's like a podcast setting, which helps a little bit. It, I don't think it's fully necessary, but I think it makes it a little bit sweeter. Adobe Audition was not as intimidating as I thought it was going to be, but there was definitely a little bit of a learning curve right at the beginning. I highly recommend it if anyone wants to start recording their own podcast. Although it isn't the only option, there are cheaper options out there if you're worried about, you know, cost and everything. But if you have a Creative Cloud subscription or you just want to get Audition, it's really good so far. I, I really enjoy it. And I'm glad it's now in my utility belt. I think I'll keep using it. Whew, equipment! Prepping to start something new is always a fun process for me because it's like you get the new toys and you get all excited. You do all the research and you're just like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. And I was. I was ready. So I had to actually go into the process of recording next. I knew that I wanted the first episode to be about Instagram because that's the thing I get asked about the most. So luckily, that wasn't a big problem. Once I recorded it all, like I said, I just added a quick filter on top and I imported it into Premiere because I'm more comfortable with Premiere and editing. And I edited it down to make sure that there wasn't any long pauses or, you know, the parts where I burp or something. I took those out. You're welcome. And then I had a podcast. It was done. <laughs> it was honestly not too hard. The next step was the hardest for me, and that was getting it out there. Like I said, I've never made a podcast, and I don't have anyone in my immediate circle who really has, so I didn't really know how to start or where to go or what to do. But luckily, Google is a wonderful thing, and I found out really quickly that you need some sort of host. Sure, everyone listens to podcasts on, like, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but neither of those actually host your podcast. You need some other external site that will host the podcast, and then you can distribute it to those places. Huh. Okay. Then I got hit with the fact that pretty much all those places that host podcasts, they cost money. And they vary in their costs. They go from $5 a month, $10 a month, up to like $120 a month. Yikes. I didn't want the $120 a month one. And as far as I could tell, I didn't really need it. A lot of them are limited based on how many listens you get or downloads for some reason is what they call them. And I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to be getting tens of thousands of downloads every month. So I went for a pretty good range one from a website called Podbean. I think it's like $10 a month. And I found the interface pretty simple to use. And I'm happy with it so far. It's pretty good. Once I found a website, I realized that you have to have an image for your podcast, which makes sense. People like images, even though they're listening to a thing, apparently it needs to have some sort of image with it so that people feel, I don't know, connected with it or something. <sighs> I hate taking still photos. I I'm just not good at them. And I just didn't know what to do for my podcast. You know, I could always go to the default of just a picture of me smiling and it's like, oh, it's trying with Taylor Tries. But I also read all this stuff about how you wanted to convey what the podcast is about, and 
and I guess it's about me, so I would work. I don't know, there's just something different about making a podcast thumbnail that I was really unfamiliar with. My first attempt was a picture of me talking into a juggling club as though it were a microphone, and then I realized that A, I'm not juggling on this podcast, and I'm not really talking about juggling on this podcast. And then B, it didn't really come across that I was pretending that the juggling club was a microphone. So I just felt like the picture didn't really convey what I want trying to convey to people who are just looking at the picture. And then it occurred to me that I should do a picture of my phone and have all the apps of like social media and then also have the word trying as though it were in the phone itself. And I think that's a really good idea. My execution is not super great. I, I took a picture pretty late at night. The lighting is not good. It's kind of hard to read the text. Man, making thumbnails is so hard. But I think that the concept is there, and I do plan to retake that picture at some point. It's just I don't have time right now. But I'm happy with the concept. I think, I think I'm on to something. All right, so I got my podcast hosted on Podbean. I got a mediocre picture that will be on there. Next, I had to figure out how to get it to those places that people actually listen to podcasts on. Because I don't know about you, but I haven't really heard of Podbean before, and it's not like I'm going on their website just browsing around for cool podcasts. I think most people are using things like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play. And I knew that if I wanted anyone to listen to it, it pretty much had to be on those services. So I looked into it, and it's actually pretty simple. There's some sort of link that you get from your host. Then you go into Spotify or Apple or Google and you put that link in and then you wait for a little bit because they have some people or robots that sit there and analyze whether your podcast is worthy of being on Apple. And I didn't realize that when I started telling people that I was releasing a podcast like that day, which is pretty embarrassing because you realize that you kind of lied to a bunch of people. And, and that would be why my podcast came out on Spotify before everyone else's, because apparently Spotify is just a little bit more lenient, or maybe they're just really big fans of Taylor Tries. I don't know. I'm a pretty big fan of theirs, so it wouldn't surprise me if they like me too. I'm gonna go with that, that's why. Spotify actually approved me pretty quickly, and then it took a couple days for the other ones to trickle in. So finally, I now have my podcast hosted on all the sites, and it's really good, and I'm really excited about it. I had to update all my stuff on my website because I needed a landing page that I could send people to, and I didn't wanna have to be like, which service do you use? Do you, do you prefer Apple or do you prefer Spotify? No, no. I have a website, it has the links for everything, you get to pick your poison how you want it. I think that's a good way to do it. But man, all this work that I had to do after making the podcast was really, really hard. Like Just setting it all up and getting it out there is really hard. I wasn't fully prepared for that. I don't know why. I had to make my website, which was incredibly difficult. I don't know why I didn't think this was also going to be difficult, but it is. But that being said, you know, it's still doable. It's not super overwhelming. It's just a little bit confusing for somebody like me who hadn't done it before. But hopefully listening to this, if you want to start a podcast, you'll have a better idea of what you can do. I highly recommend Podbean so far, and then you just submit it to all those other places and you twiddle your thumbs while they figure it out. And that was it. My podcast was done, and it was super exciting for me. I got so much positive feedback. People were really supportive and they seemed to really enjoy the things that I was talking about. So thank you all for listening. That's really sweet. And I got some feedback on the first one that I tried to implement in last week's episode, the second episode. Also just some personal notes that I kind of changed based on listening to myself for a half hour in the first episode. And I wanna talk about those because I think it's important to self-analyze and improve that way. I feel like I learned a lot from that first episode. Listening to it, I immediately felt like I was talking really quickly, like really quickly. 
and I was just jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. But it's because I was really excited to talk about this thing that I really love, like Instagram and how that works. And I've had all these thoughts just ruminating in my brain for like two years, and I finally had a chance to share it. So I felt like I talked really quickly. And I felt like I didn't really have a natural like cadence or flow between topics as I went. I don't know if that's improved at all, but at least I recognized it and I'm actively trying to work on it. That's something that was interesting listening to the first episode. <laughs> that pacing that I just mentioned is really the hardest part for me. I have a hard time deciding how quickly I should talk after finishing a sentence. Do I have a big pause? Do I have a short pause? Do I just go right into the next sentence? I don't know. How do you know? It's very, very hard. And I can kind of manually create that sort of breath in there when I edit, but that takes a lot more time. And even still, I don't actually know. Like, I mentally do not know what the proper pacing is for a podcast. And I think it's because I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm not as familiar with how people are feeling as they're listening to it. When I watch a video back, I'm so used to watching videos that I can tell instantly if my flow is off. If I'm going too quickly or if I'm going too slowly or if I'm switching topics too abruptly. But when it comes to listening, my brain just doesn't comprehend it the same way. And so I have a really hard time both talking into the microphone and figuring out how quickly or how slowly I should be going and how I should be transitioning topics. And then on top of that, going into editing, I still have a hard time with that. I don't really know how it's going, but I'll keep working on it. I also have a tendency to kind of pause between words in my talking. I just did it. It's just a habit that I've gotten into, mostly because I used to say, uh, a lot. You know, I would say, uh, how, uh, I'm learning how to do this new, uh, guitar trick today, and, uh, stuff like that. So, <laughs> that's what it used to sound like. And to get out of that, I learned that I can just pause between speaking rather than saying uh. Uh or um is just a habit that we get into as humans because we don't want to have silence. We want to fill these spaces between our words when we're not quite sure what we're going to say next. So I learned that a while ago that I can literally just pause and it's fine. But when it comes to a podcast, I feel like it gets a little distracting listening to me pause so much and I'm really self-conscious about it. And I'm even more self-conscious about it now that I've pointed it out because you may not have noticed it and now it's going to bother you a lot. Sorry about that. But I'm figuring it out. It's fascinating. It's just so foreign to me speaking into a microphone with nobody there and figuring out that pacing. Thanks for joining me on that learning journey. The biggest note that I got from listeners was that I should add some sort of jingles. I should have music behind my intro and like have outro music and put stuff in between any time that I'm transitioning to a new topic. That was a great suggestion. I definitely knew that going in as well, but I also am not a music person and it's super hard to make music, especially if you're already self-conscious about people listening to you. I don't want to then add another layer of self-consciousness to that another thing that I have to worry that people are going to think is stupid. And so when I went into last week's episode, I was just like, oh no, I got to put music behind it. And I really didn't have time to learn like a whole new skill in terms of music producing on GarageBand or something. I just, I just don't have time for that. So I figured I should just do some ukulele stuff underneath it. And that would be pretty on brand and it would be a lot easier for me. But I'm pretty insecure about my ukulele playing. I don't think I'm that good, and I'm also a really mediocre singer. 
Like I, I can sing on a note okay, but I don't think I have a particularly like pretty voice or anything like that. And so for me to be like, I'm gonna play ukulele and sing on the podcast. Oh, it's just the worst. I don't wanna do it. So I tried just putting ukulele underneath the intro and for some reason it just didn't feel right. And I decided that I had to do some sort of song. Maybe I'll change that someday. Maybe I'll get really sick of the whole me singing in the intro thing and I'll take it out. But for now, that was what I decided on. It felt more right. And I just have to get over the whole insecurity about it. I hope it doesn't make your ears bleed. And I hope it at least makes you kind of smile. And I also really love the idea of updating it every week with whatever kind of topic I'm talking about. And that will help me get better at songwriting, maybe. I'm a big fan of combining learning experiences. Taylor tries podcasting and songwriting all at the same time. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who gave me that great feedback on doing a jingle. If you hate the intro, well, that's what you get. Careful what you ask for. That's all I can say. The other feedback that I got was some people suggested that I add some sort of segments. Like I do additional pieces that I do every week. In the first episode, I had the main concept of the episode and the main discussion, and then I went into my three questions that I asked myself at the end of the week, but people suggested that I do more of those little sections. And I loved that idea because one, it fills up time and it makes me not feel so worried about whether or not I'm talking enough about the thing and filling up enough time to make a podcast, which I don't even know how much time a podcast needs to fill up. Maybe it can be five minutes. I don't know. I'm aiming for about a half hour every time. And so if I have more segments to fill up that half hour, it will be even better and take the stress off of me. And even better, it gives me more things to kind of keep an eye out for and talk about and just adds variety and depth to the whole podcast. So it was a great suggestion and I really like it. Last week I implemented some new sections and we're gonna continue those this week. I'm gonna go into those in just a second. But I wanted to do my final thoughts on this podcast experience and doing this for the first time. I've mentioned a few times how insecure I've been about it and how self-conscious it's made me. But every time that that starts making me get really nervous, I remind myself that that's, that's a big part of learning anything and trying things. And I honestly don't get that a lot anymore when I try new things because I just don't get embarrassed that easily. But this is so out of my wheelhouse that I do get embarrassed. And I'm really thankful for that. Because it's reminding me what I think a lot of people have issues with, which is that embarrassment and that self-consciousness and insecurity of other people judging them when they put themselves out there. Like, I get it. I used to get that all the time, but I worked through it. And now I don't get it as much. But with this, I definitely have that feeling still. And I think it's important that no matter what, when you get that feeling, you have to push through it and you have to do it anyway. Because at the end of the day, it's not for them. It's for you. As much as I appreciate you listening to this, if nobody listened to it, I would still be making it because it's therapeutic for me. It's fulfilling something for me. It's giving me an opportunity to get all these thoughts out of my head and formulate them in a way that makes sense. And I love it. And if you love it too, that's just bonus. That's gravy. But if I got a hundred people that were telling me not to do it, too bad. I'm still going to do it. I took that same approach when I started posting stuff online, and I think that it's a good way to go. I think if you do something because you want to do it and you do it for you, then you have to push past the side of you that is afraid of it and that is afraid of other people judging it. I'm really happy that I pushed past those thoughts when making this podcast, and I think you'll be happy too with whatever you're wanting to try that you might be getting in your own way with. On that note, I'm going to end the podcast section of this podcast. 
going to transition into the next section, which is weird comments and messages that I get. Yay! This week, I actually got a message that really made me smile. Over the weekend, I was in Vegas for SkillCon. My friends were having a dinner party, and they invited all the jugglers over to come hang out. And part of the dinner was french fries. I love french fries. Who doesn't love french fries? Everybody loves french fries. And most people, when they have french fries, they dip them in ketchup. I grew up dipping my french fries in fry sauce. I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and fry sauce is a staple there. Everywhere you go, there's fry sauce with your fries, and it's the best. It's the best way to dip your fries, other than maybe Wendy's Frosties, but it's the best sauce to dip your fries into. I love it, and I don't like dipping my french fries in anything other than fry sauce. So when I found out fries were going to be at this dinner party, I thought, hey, I should make some fry sauce for everybody. Because it's always good to share your weird Utahness. Why not? And so I made some fry sauce really quickly. It's not hard to make. And everyone actually really loved it because it's delicious. Duh. One of the hosts also put labels under each sauce that told people what it was. And on mine, they wrote Taylor's fry sauce, which was very sweet. I posted a picture of that on my Instagram story and I got a great message back from somebody asking me for the recipe. And if you know what fry sauce is, getting asked for the recipe is just delightful. It's just silly because it's fry sauce. It's not fancy in any way, but I can also see how people might think it was based on Taylor's fry sauce on my Instagram story. It's so exotic. And it was next to some other fancier sauces like, you know, honey barbecue and soy sesame. Taylor's fry sauce. I definitely don't blame this person for asking me for the recipe, but I found it really, really funny because fry sauce is so simple. Basically, fry sauce is ketchup mixed with mayonnaise and then maybe some spices or vinegar, depending on how fancy you wanna get with it. That's fry sauce. And everyone in Utah knows how to make it. It's super simple and it's super yummy. Some people who I describe it to think it might taste like Thousand Island dressing. It's not quite like that. I think Thousand Island is a little bit more tangy. Fry sauce is a little creamier. I don't really know how to describe it. Honestly, just go take mayonnaise and ketchup, mix them together, and you've got fry sauce. So go try that right now. Some restaurants like In-N-Out, I think, have something kind of similar, but there is something really particular about the kind that is served in Utah. I don't know what the special ingredients are, but they are a little bit different. Sounds like I might need to find the actual official recipe. And then maybe when I do, I'll share it with you guys, <laughs> including this person who sent me a message. So thank you so much for that weird message. It wasn't weird from your end, and I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just weird for me because to me, it's like asking somebody for the recipe for tea. It's just too simple to have like an official recipe in my mind. It just made me chuckle. So thank you for that message. On to the next segment. In this one, I talk about some creator or content that is inspiring me this week, and I think it should be pretty self-explanatory this week. I want to do a big shout out to the Drop Everything podcast by Daniel Holzman. It has clearly inspired me in a really big way. It inspired me to start this podcast, and it's about juggling, and he has some amazing guests on there. Go check it out. I really do recommend it. You can listen to it anywhere that you get podcasts, and you can listen to it at juggle.org. That's the International Jugglers Association's website. While I'm at it, I also want to do a big shout out to the IJA because they do support so much great stuff like that. And if anyone is looking for a great nonprofit to donate to, please consider the International Jugglers Association. You might not understand why a juggling nonprofit exists, but I assure you, 
They do a lot of great work. They're the reason that we went to Afghanistan over the summer and helped kids in refugee camps learn juggling so that they can find a sense of control in their life. They make sure that people in parts of the world who can't get juggling props can get juggling props. They support jugglers all around the world making great content. They have programs where they go teach people how to juggle. They have great festivals, great competitions. They have a program inspiring kids to try to learn juggling and get better at it. I truly love the work that they do, and I love the IJA. It's been a part of my life for over a decade, and I can't express how much it has changed my life. And I think they're absolutely worth supporting. So if you're looking to give some money to some great charity, consider the IJA. They do great work. Lastly, to close the podcast, I have my three questions. What did I try this week? What did I learn? And what did I accomplish? What did I try? This week, I tried writing another ukulele song for the podcast. That was really hard and really embarrassing, but I did it. I tried. I, I made it happen. In that process, I also tried hooking up my electric ukulele electrically into the computer so that I could record directly into the software. It didn't work. I, I don't know why it didn't work. I think it has to do with my cable, and I think I need a new cable. But I tried that. It just didn't happen. <laughs> oh well. Sometimes when you try, you don't succeed, and that's totally fine. I'm gonna keep trying. But for now, it's a totally acoustic version of my intro. What did I learn? I learned so much about podcasts. And that's what I've shared with you this entire episode. All the stuff that I've learned about making a podcast. And most importantly, I learned that one girl in a room can make a podcast. And that's awesome. What did I accomplish? I published a podcast, which was honestly the hardest part of making a podcast, in my opinion. I accomplished that. I made that happen. I got it on all the major things. And I am super pumped about it. I have a podcast. And I recorded a second episode. I accomplished that. Heck yeah. I also finished a goal of mine this week. For the last 30 days, I had a goal to do a workout every single day for 30 days. Didn't have to be a long workout. Didn't have to be a complex one. I just had to do a workout. And I succeeded. And that felt really, really good. That was a huge accomplishment for me. I'm actually making a video about that process. Hopefully I can get that out soon. That was a big accomplishment and it felt great. So that's all I have to say this week about everything. I'm sure I could say a lot more, but I'm going to end it there. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you learned something about starting a podcast, whether you wanted to or not. But maybe it inspired you to try something new for yourself, whether that's a podcast or something else. The most important thing, I think, is getting past yourself and getting past the feeling of insecurity and self-doubt. So if you're struggling with that, try to let it go and just get past it. And just remember that it's for you, it's not for other people, and it will get better. It just does. If anyone listening wants to check out my social media, you can see all of my social media links at taylortries.com yay, that's Y-A-Y, and you can go watch all my fun stuff. This podcast is available anywhere where you get podcasts, or you can go to taylortries.com podcast. For links to all of the equipment that I'm using to make both this podcast and my videos, you can go to kit.com slash taylortries. And I hope all that helps. If you want to start making content or you just need a smile today, those are all the links. Happy Thursday, and I'll see you next week. The podcast is over. There isn't any more to say. At least not this week. But I'll be back next Thursday.